God bless you, man of God. Good to see you on today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You need to call a neighbor, call a friend. Let them know that Yes Lord Ministries is on the air. My God, I feel a breakthrough for somebody. Put it in the chat box there. Amen. Breakthrough. My God, my God, God is such an awesome God. Amen. There's nobody like him. My God, my God, this, my God, this is it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So happy to be with you here and happy to have you here. Welcome all of our first time guests. Amen. You're in store for a treat because we at Yes Lord Ministries love you. Amen. If you don't mind, you can put in the chat what state you're dialing in from, checking in from, viewing. Amen. We thank God for you, you, and especially you. We give honor to God who's the head of our life, to his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. We honor and thank God for Apostle Mamie Tarver, Pastor Steve Tarver, Pastor Hector, Cassandra Foy, Pastor Carolyn Doherty. Amen. Pastor Bondell Scott. Amen. Uh, all of our ministers. Amen. I want to go down a roll call, but you know, because of time. Amen. But I'm thanking God for all the great gifts that we have a part of Yes Lord Ministries. And we thank God for those of you who are in the fivefold ministry that visit with us. Amen. When the opportunity arise for you in your schedule. Amen. We thank God for you. Amen. We want you to be encouraged on today. My God, how many ready to get in the word on today? I want you, if you don't mind, get your Bibles. Amen. We want to look at a very familiar passage of scripture, Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to be reading from the 22nd through the 33rd verse, but our emphasis is going to be, amen, on verses 26 through 33. Amen. Matthew chapter 14, verses, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. I'll be reading out of the New King James Version today. So just in case you have a different translation, at least you know we're on the same block. Amen. And it reads like this in the Bible that I'm referencing. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. And when he sent the multitudes, while he sent the multitudes away, and when, verse 23, he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when the evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed mm, by waves, for the wind was contrary. Amen. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him, my God, walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, somebody ought to say immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so verse 29, so he said, come, my God. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, 
he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw, watch this now, verse 29. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he what? Walked on the water to go to Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. Verse 31, and immediately Jesus, somebody ought to say, there that word, go again. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said unto him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And verse 32, and when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those that who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, truly you are the son of God, my God, my God. I want to go back, amen, to that verse number 26. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. In verse 28, what I want to lift up here for you in your hearing and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And I might as well go on and add that next verse 29. And so he said, come. And Peter had come out of the boat. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. And in my time that I have with you all on the day, amen, I want to talk to you from this subject that I'm going to trust God, hey, in spite of, my God. Somebody ought to say that with me. I will trust God in spite of. want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Something about reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receiving the rhema word. We should now begin to manifest it. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus live out the manifested word and the promises of his word in jesus name get lift up your hand and say lord jesus as your servant has decreed and declared be it so hey in jesus name give him a praise god he gonna do just that i will trust god in spite of and there's several key things uh that from this lesson i want to just highlight for you uh, amen. So you can, I can draw a picture for you that you can be encouraged on today. First of all, they had the disciples themselves had just been with Jesus when he was on land. They saw him do perform various miracles and and how he even challenged them. That even once they got on the boat and they would say, "Oh my God, we forgot to bring some bread." And so they was like, and so Jesus was like, uh, responded to him. So they thought that he was upset with them because they didn't bring no bread. But he was, oh my God, I'm speaking to somebody right now through the Holy Ghost. Watch this now. There are times that we encounter in our life wherein we know God said he's going to provide. We know that God said he's going to heal. We know that God said he's going to make a way. And it seems as though... There are those moments, even after we've seen God do some things, and before we, God has an awesome resume with us, 
but we discovered, I don't know if there's anybody here that can attest to this, that could agree with me on this, that there are those moments wherein it appears as though your faith is being challenged. Oh my God, your faith is being challenged. You receive prophetic words. You got word of knowledge. You got revelation from the word of God. God had somebody call you, write you, text you, email you. They encourage you to let you know it's all going to work out. And you say, yes, I believe God. I know it is. But those moments, oh my God, those moments where it seems like any word you could have received, it almost like they dissipate, disappear, just remove from your memory. And you be like, you know, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Anybody I'm talking to on today, I want you to understand that God got you covered. My, my, my. Oh, yeah. He says, haven't I spoken it once? I've spoken it twice. Can I not bring that thing to pass? Hallelujah. Glory to God. But then in this text, we find that Jesus had instructed the disciples. He says, I want you to get into the ship and just launch out. Just go. Just go. Just go out and I'll meet you. Now, it's amazing here how that Jesus told them to leave him and nobody stayed with him to be his armor bearer, to be the one that's going to drive him or get him on the boat, bring him to them. But it's amazing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody needs to understand that God is increasing your faith in the midst of everything you're going through. Am I talking to anybody here? I said, God is increasing your faith in the midst of everything you are going through. I don't care if it's sickness, if it's financial, is it relationship-wise, is it employment-wise, is it business-wise, is it education I'm telling you that God is increasing, increasing your faith as you go through these particular situations. My God. So the scripture says here, my God. And so in the fourth watch, which is usually in biblical interpretation, is usually somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. So Jesus is coming to his disciples during this time. Now, the question could be, perhaps you may have it, what were they doing at that time of morning? It was late. It was early. All depends upon how you view that time. It was, you know, that time of morning that normally most things are quiet. Most things are settled. A lot of businesses may be closed, you know, except for a few. But here it is that Jesus chose this moment to show up to them. But he wasn't showing up as the first time they're seeing him. He was showing up in a way that would break their commonality on how they understood him. Can, can, break that thing down. What you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about sometimes when we have experienced miracle after miracle, healing after healing, God making ways, God showing up, God doing some things, we sometimes become accustomed and then we get to a place, oh, I know I'm talking to somebody here. We get to a place wherein we become what? Just so complacent. Well, I know he's going to show up. Well, I know. Well, yes, he will do that when you release the faith. But there are times where God says that, okay, I need to change the dynamic on how you receive me because why? 
God is not like a water faucet. You just turn them on when you want some water or turn them off when you're done. No, it takes a relationship that we need to build with Jesus. Am I talking here to somebody? I pray you're being encouraged. So here, Jesus is showing up. Now, notice, remember what I stated earlier, when you look at the earlier verses in chapter 14 here, you find that they just experienced some tremendous miracles. And even Jesus had to remind them at one point, he says, do you remember when you only had five loaves and two fishes and then did you not have an abundance left over? My God, that's a word for somebody right there, that God is giving you an abundance, an abundance, an abundance. Somebody need to put that in the chat. Abundance. Yes. So, hey, glory to your name, God. And so here we find that Jesus, when he shows up this time, they call him not, oh, my God, that's Jesus. No. They say it is a what? Spirit. Oh, my God, it is a ghost in verse 26. And so that lets us know that Jesus now says it's time for me to teach them another lesson, that they can be representatives of me. See, some of the things we have to realize that you're going through, that we're going through, we may encounter, don't just think it's just about you. Sometimes God will use you as an example, as a testimony to let them others know how awesome he is. My God, we sing the song, anoint me, oh Lord. If you can use anybody, you can use me. And, and I mean, we say all those wonderful words. The song sounds great. The words sound amazing. But when God says, okay, I want to use you, a lot of times we give him pushback and say, whoa, whoa, not that way, not this time. Oh, no, give me a more notice. Wait a minute, time out. Either you want God to use you or not. Make up your mind, because a double-minded man and woman is unstable in all of their ways. I'm not going to dwell on that too long, because I can go there for a while. Watch this now. And so, Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, said, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. But yet, out of this, this is what leading to the, the buck of what I want to talk about with you on today, is when immediately, verse 27, Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer. It is I, do not what? Be afraid. Now, when you have relationship with God, there comes a time when you get to know the voice of God, the way of God, a move of God. Yes, it does increase as time progresses, as your faith and your time with God and your relationship builds and expands with the Lord. It will increase and, and God will make your senses, your discernment much more keener and sharper. But in this text, it lets us know, thank you, Jesus, for this. Watch this now. It lets us know that everybody that go to church everybody sometimes and here these are preachers it doesn't mean it doesn't indicate that our title increases our faith well i just stuck a pin in somebody's theology what are you saying don't think it's your title of apostle of a prophet of a bishop of a preacher a deacon a mother no don't think your title increases your faith your study of the word, your time and fasting, your seeking the face of God, 
That's what increases your faith. Are you with me? You, your declarations, your, your prophetic declaration, your decreeing, what you're speaking, that is what, am I helping anybody here? So you got to understand, and it's important for us to get this, that they obviously were just around Jesus and took him to common. i never forget my father, the late Dr. Uh, Willie C. Tarver Sr., he will always say to us as leaders, never become too common with the people. At first, I didn't quite get what he was saying, but later on, as I matured and as I started growing more in God and started, he started entrusting us more with leadership um, capacities, I started realizing, oh, this is what he was talking about. So let me just break this thing down. They had become so common with Jesus because why? They took the ability and the opportunity to be there right with Jesus as, oh, I got it like that. Oh, that, that, that's, no, no. Let me help you understand. We should not treat God like he's our homie. He's our boy. He's our boo. He's our BFF. No, no, no. Jesus is the son of God. My God, who God in Ephesians 1, 21, 22, gave him to be the head over all the things to the church with the fullness of him that is fulfilled with all in all. So in other words, God gave Jesus, the son, his son, the authority to be the representative, oh my God, of heaven right here on earth. Somebody better help me here. So what are you saying? So here, they when he said it is a ghost, only one, somebody said only one, only one by the name of Peter. Now, you, when you read throughout scripture, you read his resume, you realize that Peter was one that was like boisterous. Peter was one that always speak up. Peter was the one that didn't mind uh, stretching the envelope. Peter was the one. And you know what? Sometimes you got to act like Peter. You just say, you know what? I'm going to trust God in spite of. And so here, Peter said, so he said in verse 29, come. Well, verse 28, I got to back up there. He, he says, answered him, said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Don't ask me, don't beg me, but command me. So in other words, Peter says, I want you to use your authority that I know you have to raise the dead, to heal the sick, to open the blind eyes, to stop deaf ears, to, to, to have us find tax money in the fish's mouth. I want you to speak with that authority to command me. That's what the word did means. Command me to come where you are on the water. Watch verse 29. Jesus didn't take no time and say, well, Peter, you know, you're not able to do that, but you can swim or you can have them bring the boat over closer. No, Jesus said, come. And I don't know who this is relevant for, but right now, but God is saying to you, be obedient to him, trust him in spite of how things look. My God, somebody ought to give him a praise right there. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he what? Walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, I'm going to bring something out here in a moment. Watch this now. But verse 30, it says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was what? Afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying what? Lord, save me. Now, 
for those that go to Sunday school, those that read your Bible, those that are scholars of the word, you're familiar with that part of interpretation. But now I want to bring another dynamic to you in this particular lesson that the Holy Spirit revealed to me. And I want to show you a couple of key things. So if you're taking notes, you may want to write these things down. First of all, it's it's being able to recognize the voice of God, the move of God, and, and the mind of God, learning the mind of God. And you only get to know the mind of God when you spend quality time with him. But here's something I want you to also understand. Not only was this lesson for us to understand in building our faith, but it's also in our life's goals, our life's purpose. In other words, if it's for education, perhaps you're the teacher in the school system, perhaps it's a business that either you will lead or that you will be in senior management position. It's about to help you understand that the same God that can be with you in church, the same God that can be with you and speak to you when you're fasting, when you're praying, is the same God that will give you creative ideas and witty inventions to let you know that he's the same God. Am I talking to anybody here? So what am I saying here? Peter had to be willing to set goals. Peter, and his goal was, and I'll break it down to you because I said, where do you see that at? Well, his goal was, number one, he wanted to make certain that Jesus knew he was making himself available. And, and you got to do personal development. You have to do spiritual development. You have to do physical development to make yourself better. Don't just waste time away. Don't just, as I say it so often, don't just spend a whole lot of time watching television. I'm not saying anything is wrong with it, but I'm saying don't just spend a lot of time. But how many books do you read? How often do you read? Are you with me? I, I just want to, I want to challenge you on today. You may not shout and dance on this one here, but it's okay. I want you to just consume this one here because I want you to allow it, God, to minister to you through this word. So Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, he was also saying, God, I want you to do something that I'm not uh, normally accustomed to doing. I want you to do something that most people are afraid to do. And they say, if you always do the same thing over and over and you're expecting different results, that's called insanity. In other words, if you said, I'm going to work out, I'm going to get my health in order, I'm going to exercise or whatever, and you never do it, and you think you're going to change and get that type of physique or get that type of uh, uh, a body that you want or health that you see on TV, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. There is going to be work required. Am I talking to anybody here? Are you with me? And so Peter says, I want you at this moment, stretch me. Mm -hmm. Oh God, if you don't trust God in spite of, you got to just not, don't limit him into what he can do. But I want you to encourage you on today to let you know that there are dreams that God gave you. God inspired dreams. I'm not talking those crazy things that you've seen after you watched a horror movie or something, but I'm talking about 
There's some God ideas. There's some books you're supposed to write. There's some plays you're supposed to write. There are some businesses you're supposed to start. Are you with me? So he says, Lord, if it's you, bid me, command me to come. So in other words, he's saying, there is something you put inside of me that I want to see my God-ordained purpose fulfilled. Am I the only one? Amen. God, I want you to use me for your glory. Now, something key here in this lesson is to help us understand that, remember, he was not the only ones on the boat. There were other people on the boat. I want you to get this here. But it was only Peter, while everybody was harping on the part and dwelling on the part, it's a ghost, it's a spirit, oh my God. Even after Jesus spoke to them, they still would not release their faith. Now watch this now. So point being is that sometimes you're gonna have to be the one to allow God to use you. Am I helping anybody? You're going to have to be the one to allow God to use you to be that example. I know, I know, I know. Sometimes we're saying, God, just show me your way. Show me, God, that you can do it. And we're looking for God to do it. Somebody, you know what? I thank God for Bishop T.D. Jakes. I even thank God for Creflo Dollar. I thank God for George Myers. Are you hearing me? I thank God for... Uh, Dr. Leroy Thompson, you know, and oh, Bill Winston, I thank God for these great men and women of God. But let me tell you, you are great too. You got to understand that you are great also. God has people that are waiting on you to fulfill the purpose, plan, and destiny that God has for your life. Yes, you. And so, my God, hallelujah. And so Peter in this text is saying, God, I may look crazy to other people for trusting you, but I'm willing to step out on faith regardless to how they look. Because why? I'd rather have God's applause, uh, 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 be, God be pleased with me, than man's applause. In other words, people will yes you, people will clap and when they you're doing things that make them happy and all, you're doing things for them. But when you saying, I want to obey God, I want to trust God, I'm going to step out in faith and do this business. I'm going to step out in faith and go to school and finish my education. I'm going to step out in faith and buy this home, you know, given, given that you got your budget right and your credit score right. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. And, and so Peter was the one. Now, notice what Jesus said. He did not say to Peter, all right, you can come, but tell the other ones to come with you. Nope, he did not say that. He said, you come. He was very specific. I don't know who this lesson is relevant for, but I want you to understand that God has chosen you. Oh, my God, he chose you. Somebody ought to say, he chose me. My God, watch this now. So when he comes to Jesus, watch this, he starts walking on the water, right? Don't worry about these particular theologies and philosophies that say there's no way he could have walked. Oh, and maybe it was like only a one inch thick. No, no. When the Bible says he walked on water, he walked on water to Jesus. Now, watch this. I'm not going to waste time with that part. Watch this now. So he gets there to Jesus, right? He gets there to Jesus, but something else occurs. 
Mm. But when he saw, verse 30, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was what? Afraid and began to what? Sink. Uh-huh. Yeah. So even though we are being obedient to God, it doesn't mean that we're exempt from sickness. We're exempt from challenges in life. We're exempt from adversity. No, no, no. But what it does say that when you're going through, whoo, my God, you can call on Jesus. Woo. I never forget that song we used to sing in church years ago, and I missed those songs. You can call on Jesus. He will answer prayer. You can call on Jesus. He will answer prayer. You can call on Jesus. He will answer prayer. You can call on Jesus. He will answer prayer. Then they say, the mothers would say, call him like you want him. He will answer. My God, I feel a praise break right there. And so what am I saying? He called on Jesus, and the scripture says what? Immediately. Woo, my God. Jesus didn't just watch him sink and say, oh, what's happening, Peter? Oh, you was walking. You was doing so fine, Peter. You was walking in water. What happened? No, the scripture says immediately. Who am I talking to today? Because why? When you get those moments, and you will. Where it seems like, God, where are you? Where are you? Come on, God. I need you to show up right now. Am I talking to anybody here? God, I need you to show up. Come on. Come on. Come on, God. I know. I know you said I could call you. But where you at, God? Where you at? And the scripture says in verse 31, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hands and what? Caught him. My God. Jesus, watch this. God is not going to let you sink in your obedience. That, that's that's it right there. God is not going to let you sink in your obedience to him. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I pray that the word of the Lord is encouraging you right now. But God is not going to allow you to sink and drown, oh my God, on your obedience. Your obedience is going to be your life raft. And the scripture says immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You, you, oh, oh, this right here will mess with some folks right here. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You know, and, and this is another thing too in this lesson. If we're going to trust God in spite of, we have to watch the words that come out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. We have to watch the words that come out of our mouth. Let me give you an example. I used this uh, uh, illustration uh, some time back that uh, Apostle Mamie was ministering somewhere. And uh, there was a young lady that was in a wheelchair, been in there for years. And uh, the Lord used the woman of God to minister to the woman. The woman stood up. And, and then, you know, when they gave her the mic, Guess what she said? Instead of thank you, Jesus, and all, she says, I don't believe it. Guess what? She fell back down into the wheelchair and never got up. Now, she may have had another miracle since then, but we haven't seen her. But our last memory of her was that she had not gotten back up out of that wheelchair. And I'm telling you now, let me give you one that I know about because I've seen God do some tremendous miracles. I've seen God. I'm telling you, I've seen God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
we had someone that visited our ministry and most of those that are on that been with our ministry for a while and and know of the situation somebody invited a family member that family member had um stones kidney stones and uh we laid hands on them and the lord um, moved in that night amen and they gave the testimony that a lot of those stones i don't we recall the number that it was there was a quite a few it was more than five and more than ten and said that night several of them had passed through and then uh th then they had said a few more were still there and see a lot of times god will according to your faith now this person was a unbeliever notice what i said this person was a unbeliever but you gotta just trust god and you know god will move be on on behalf of other people because of you uh-huh god will move on behalf of other people the miracles for them because of your faith uh-huh watch this now so they we got this call one morning early one morning and um said that uh uh the person was in excruciating pain and 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 the stones was you know doing what they do and and so i said put them on the phone and i began to pray with them at that moment and god got past those through and they were able to get healed but what am i saying you gotta trust god you gotta stay with god that's that's what i'm saying in other words when god is stretching you that's it thank you Holy Spirit. when god is stretching us you gotta understand it's gonna make you uncomfortable yes it's gonna make you uncomfortable but he's right there so when he says why did you doubt oh you a little faith he was telling them i'm right here so what jesus is saying to all of us through his word is you can't be doubting and say you have faith in the same breath you got to make a decision either you're going to trust god or you're going to doubt god all right let me finish here and so in this text here jesus and, and that's a, one more point on this here and also what jesus letting us know is notice he dealt with peter with him and peter him and peter peter and jesus jesus and peter he did not allow the other people who were not willing to follow peter's lead to see what god was doing hello 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 i pray you're understanding what god is doing right now when god is working on you don't expect everybody to understand they were not there psalms 91 says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high god shall abide under the shadow of the almighty what is that saying god will bring you into a I, I call it a zone. I'll say it like that. In a zone where it's you and him, he can minister to you and work on the deficiencies in your life. Uh-huh. Those areas that need sharpening, those areas that need you to really focus on and allow God to heal you. Oh my God. Some of you need healing from your past. Some of you need healing from people's words. Some of you need healing. Come on now. Am I helping anybody here? So God want you to understand that he's going to deal with you so as i get ready to close this lesson here's what i love and in verse 32 and when they got into the boat the wind what ceased god will allow others to see him work on work through you and bring you through my god are you with me and when they got into the boat the wind ceased now here's verse 33 and i get ready to close then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying truly you are the son 
of God. Truly, you are the son of God. Some people will not be able to see Jesus, the move of God, the power of God, except it come through you. So I pray that you were encouraged on today. My God, God is so wonderful. Amen. He is going to do some amazing things in your life. How many believe that? God is going to do some amazing things in your life. But you got to be willing to trust God in spite of. Am I talking to you? Amen. I want to pray with you on today that God will increase your faith. And for those who are saying, oh, my God, that encouraged me. It challenged me. But it let me know that I'm not alone. It let me know that God really cares about me. He remembers me. Yes, he does. Amen. So I want to pray with you. And for those that said, I need a relationship with God. I once went with Jesus, but I walked away. Life happened, whatever. Guess what? This is a great opportunity for you to accept Jesus. Some of may say, well, I've never had Jesus in my life. I, I don't know what to do. Well, guess what? You don't have to guess no longer. We are going to walk you through the process, amen, and share with you how it is to build a relationship with Jesus. But first of all, what we want you to do, I want you to release your faith. I want you to believe that God cares so much about you that he allowed you to hear this message, this lesson at this specific time to encourage you to know that there is greater for you. That's right. It's greater for you. Amen. And so I want you to repeat these words after me. Amen. And we're going to pray these words together. Amen. You're going to be where you are. Amen. If you're driving, pull to the side. Don't want you to have no accident. But I want you to just think on these words that we're sharing with you. Just repeat those words. And I'm asking every believer that's watching right now, if you don't mind, if you're joining this prayer as those who are praying it for the first time, those praying it maybe for the fourth or fifth time, but they made up their mind that they want to go all out for Jesus. They want to be the Peter that will lead others to Jesus. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes you might look like the outcast or whatever, but it's okay. God got you. So repeat these words. Lord Jesus, I thank you for speaking to my heart through this word. Trusting God. I will trust God in spite of I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I want to have that assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, going in the grave, but rising on the third day giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity in life. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that right now, today, I am saved. My God, thank you, Jesus. You prayed that prayer. We want to say praise God. Welcome to the body of Christ. Amen. And then those of you Amen. We want to get some information into your hands that will help you in your walk with God. Just text our ministry or rather uh, send an email uh, to events at ylmconnect.org. By the way, download our mobile app. You can send 
your uh, information that way uh, ylm mobile app download it amen that you can be in touch with us and we can send some information to you visit our website amen at www.ylmconnect.org that's www.ylmconnect.org i'm telling you god is doing some wonderful things and want to pray right now for those that say god i just need my faith increased this word challenged me and encouraged me but i realized that my faith needs to increase so father i thank you now as we pray for every person listening right now watching viewing whether it's live or the replay god that you encourage them speak to their heart let them know that as you increased peter's faith and through peter oh god the others faith were increased to realize that you are the son of god god increase our faith help us to doubt our doubt and god we trust you we lean on you depend on you for with god all things are possible to those that believe lord we believe but help our unbelief and we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor now and it is so in jesus name thank god amen well praise god we thank god for you and if you're looking for a church home listen you have an opportunity those of you that may not live in our local state here of new jersey amen we want you to invite you to become of a part of our virtual congregation that's right you can become a part of yes Lord ministries if you like more information about that just download our mobile app our ylm um, mobile app or you can connect with us right here just send us an inbox message on facebook here or twitter or instagram or you can send us an email i like information about becoming a part of yes lord ministries events at ylmconnect.org amen we love you so much amen god loves you amen we welcome you to be a part of Yes Lord Ministries. We're a growing church, a thriving church, and God is doing some amazing things. Amen. And if this ministry is blessing you, you can sow into our ministry. You can tithe into our ministry. If you don't have a home church, amen, the giving platforms are there. And Pastor Vondell is going to go more in detail on it. But we just thank God for you. Amen. So we love you. On behalf of Apostle Mamie Talk, Pastor Steve Talk, our entire Yes Lord Ministries family, we pray that you're encouraged right now. I trust God in spite of God bless back into your hands, Pastor Vondell. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text give to 1-844-948-3895. Givelify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Cash App, dollar sign Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8:30 a.m. every Sunday night at 6:30 p.m. Join us for our Sunday night ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096, and the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, 
Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.